to another episode of a podcast about music. A podcast about music. I am one of your hosts, Logan. And I'm Eric. And we are back again this week to bring you more fantastic and, dare I say, magical content. Hey, Logan. Yes. We're back. We are back. We actually never uh, left. We do it every week. Uh, You may be confused with our first two episodes, which were uh, back-to-back between two days, but we don't uh, conform to that format anymore. That's right. Once a week, which we think is plenty. And we actually have a new segment this week. Um, I am on the fence as to whether I should name it now or name it right before we announce it. But I guess, Eric, that's really your choice because you're the spearhead of this operation. Let's keep it a surprise. All right. Uh, anything to talk about before we talk about this week's uh, musical group? No, I would just say, as we talked about last week, fall slash autumn is setting it's over the northeast. in the northeast region in the, of America. Uh, the northwest, they're already seeing snow. Oh, yeah? They've had several feet in northern California, parts of Montana, southeast Washington, as we may talk about later during a additional segment. It's turning into winter quickly. And that's your weather update, courtesy of a podcast about music. Our weather data is provided by Eric. Okay. Logan, who are we talking about this week? I mean, Logan, the who is who we are talking about this week. Yes, we are talking about the who. Who are an English rock band formed in London in 1964. Want to hear their classic lineup, or do you want to announce? It would be my pleasure, Logan. The original lineup of The Who was Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, John Entwistle, and Keith Moon. Keith Moon sadly passed away in 1978. He was the drummer, correct? He was. John Entwistle, um, several years later in 2002. Remaining now he was of the, the bass guitarist. That's right. Remaining now of the original band. Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. Roger was the lead singer? Correct, Amundo. And Pete Townsend was the guitarist and singer. Guitarist and singer, and in my opinion, and in reality, the um, the musical creative force behind the band and the songwriting. I tend to agree with you there, Eric. Uh, they're considered one of the most influential rock bands of the 20th century, and they have sold over 100 million records worldwide. Which is a lot. Very, very much a lot. Now, before we delve deeper, or dive deeper, into The Who, uh, I want to quickly talk about uh, their habit of smashing guitars on stage. Yeah, I think it was pretty much Pete Townsend who... Um, though I don't remember the story exactly, um, started smashing guitars at the end of shows and um, before too long was expected to do it by the crowds. Yeah, and uh, rumor also has it that he uh, smashed his guitar in an amp so hard once that it caught fire. I believe it. But that's rumor. Anyway. I think all that guitar <laughs> smashing was um, quite annoying to the people that took care of his guitars yes his guitar techs over the years yeah as well as the people funding their tours because it gets very expensive to play multi-thousand dollar instruments and just destroy them at the end of every single night they may have gone on tour like 
did they play multiple nights in a row? Oh, sure. Thousands and thousands of dollars each night because of that guitar smashing habit that he had. But, hey, it's iconic. It's what he's known for now. But I mean, we're talking about it now. And what was yeah. that, like 50 years ago? Something like that. Okay. More so, though, I believe The Who will be remembered for absolutely original songwriting and um, musical styles that mm-hmm. hadn't existed before them. Like a rock opera album? Logan, have you ever heard of something called Tommy by The Who? Uh, the original rock opera. Let me think. Was it released in 1969? It was indeed. Then it, yes, I've heard of it. I've heard it. It's in fact, my opinion. I've Pete, heard it straight through. Pete Townsend's masterpiece work, which most consider semi-autobiographical, about Tommy, a boy who was originally deaf, dumb, and blind, as stated in many of the songs on the album. And goes through quite a metamorphosis. I suggest before we suggest specific songs that Maybe everyone just a whole album. Everyone goes out and listens to Tommy by the Who from start to finish, the original album, at least one to two hundred times. I've listened to it once, and I am on my journey to listening to it at least a thousand times. Nine hundred ninety-nine to go. It's yes. well worth it. Mm-hmm. It's only like a few days out of your life. They later made a movie, and do you know who was uh, starring in that movie? Tommy? Tom Cruise. No, much earlier. Who Frank played, Sinatra. Who played the musical hero of that movie? Tommy. Elton John. Elton John. Wow. Who would have thought, you know? It also had a very successful run on Broadway that I enjoyed when I was much younger. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a true it's story. It's a story for another time, I guess. It is indeed. Logan, any songs by The Who that you would like to recommend our listeners use as a springboard, a jumping off point to exploring The Who? Well, I would like to suggest one song that's actually in the album, Tommy. I'd like to suggest the song Pinball Wizard by The Who. Um, It's kind of like their essential song from that album, if you had to pick one. Absolutely. It had a lot to do with the turning point of the story. Influential. No kidding. Because he really found his way by playing... Not to mention, awesome song. Yeah. Eric, anything else that you might have to talk about song-wise? Well, I'm going to suggest another song or two, unless you have some more on your mind. You go ahead, because we also have another segment to get to as well. The one song that I thought was really neat when I heard it when I was much younger, Squeezebox. It came out several years later in 1975. I'm recommending the song Squeezebox. Remember... To check our notes for links to these songs and others like them. All right. That's a good suggestion. Any Thank other you. songs? Unless you have one, sure. Okay, um, go. I love the song Behind Blue Eyes. Okay. It's a sweet song, sung quite beautifully. Okay. Uh, well, they... Um... Uh, the group split in 1983, and they uh, occasionally reformed for uh, live appearance uh, appearances, mm-hmm. such as Live Aid in 1985, which we may have talked about in our Queen episode. I believe we did. And you can go listen to that, scroll into the archives and find that. That was our longest episode ever. It was like 40 minutes or something, maybe 30. 
But we had a lot to talk about. While we're plugging the band, do they have a new album coming out? They do. Uh, their new album it is upcoming, and it's going to be released soon. I believe it's called Who. And you can get Who Deluxe as well. And if you're an Apple Music subscriber, they have two songs, I believe two songs available already. Oh, wow. And one of them is Starred, so that means it'll be like a hit or something. But <clears throat> that is their new album coming up. Awesome. Anything else you have to talk about? Where to even begin? I think, as always, our listeners should check it out and explore deeper if you enjoy what you hear, and I think you will. All right. So, uh, really sticking to our uh, schedule with our segments, we would normally uh, hit the uh, button for the real or fake theme song, but this week, Eric, I'm going to let you decide. Do we do real or fake, or our new segment called... I can't remember what it's called, Logan. It's called Weekly Wisdom. Weekly Wisdom, folks! Uh, So... Do we want to do weekly oh, yes. wisdom or really fake? Weekly wisdom. We got to save real or fake for the end. It's a fan favorite. And the theme song is not a song. It's a sound clip. So if you get a little dead air in the beginning, that's okay. Just keep listening. The guy you're about to hear is Adam Sandler. Welcome to Weekly Wisdom. I know what you're saying. You're so smart. All right, welcome. Well, let's dive right in. Logan, do you want to share with us one shred of weekly wisdom? I would like to share my peace of mind this week for weekly wisdom. And the fact of the week is buy a plunger before you need a plunger. That is the fact of the week. And each week we will have uh, stories to go along with these facts. Folks, I'm guessing that the word plunger doesn't translate over to certain other countries, even English-speaking countries. A plunger is the device that we use in this country to unclog a toilet. Okay. As some pronounce yep. it, turlet. Turlet. It's turlet, simply yeah. a wooden rod of approximately or a foot maybe and a half plastic long. Or metal. Steel. Oh, or plastic. Titanium. Yeah, usually wood with a rubber contraption on the end about the size of three human fists like in a triangle not in a row yeah three fisted like, size kind of like the camera bump on that <laughs> iphone 11 pro am i right i don't think so iphone 11 plunger anyway continue this rubber device helps you unclog a toilet by creating suction and unclogging whatever contents happen to have clogged the toilet Cool. Thus eliminating many a costly, disgusting cleanup. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, so with Logan's advice, I tend to agree. Have a plunger on, ha- on hand, certainly, before you need a plunger. Uh, do we have any stories to talk about or any stories you're willing to share about plungers? No, but I will offer They're one a bit more personal. One more related piece of advice. Okay. If you ever find yourself in a situation, especially not at your own home, whether at a friend's party, at a school, or more importantly in the workplace, and by no fault of your own, you find that when you hit the flush button, the toilet 
looks like it's heading towards overflowing, there's a quick and easy way to prevent a catastrophe. Do you know what that is? Yes, you've told me. You go to the side of the toilet and where there's a uh, valve. little valve, you switch it off and that'll cut off the water supply to the toilet. Which in most cases, it's a, um, like a, a turnable server. handle that you want to yeah. turn clockwise, as in righty-tighty. It's going to feel very stiff at first because it probably hasn't been turned in months or years, but it's worth it. It's worth saving the day that you put every ounce of energy you can muster. Use both hands, a foot if you can. Turn that sucker off before the water level reaches the top and your nice day turns into one of the worst days of your life. And you're probably going to get free food or drinks out of it. So just do it for the good of um, the community um, and the personal <laughs> gain and benefit. I'm not sure that you will. After turning the, the water completely off, go find either the owner of the house, the renter of the apartment, or the owner of the business and let them know that you just walked into that restroom and found the water at a high level with the water valve turned off. And they'll give you some free nachos. Part yes, of the deal. You saved the day. So that was a, a two for one weekly wisdom. Not um, bad. Not bad at all for our first ever uh, installment of weekly wisdom. And as we say in the old country, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Real or Fake. It's a segment of a podcast about music where Logan and I try to trick the other. For those of you just joining us, perhaps in Ethiopia, South Korea, maybe Egypt or Kenya, we're happy to have you, and we'd like to let you know about our final fun segment called Real or Fake. Logan and I will each read a news story to the other, followed by another news story. Two news stories, one of which is real, one is fake. And the other has oh, to guess. We'll have to guess which one is real or fake. For those of you keeping score, I've been doing pretty well the last few weeks. Yes, you have. But I think I might get you this week. All right. Lo, you want to go first? All right. Uh, hit me. I mean, don't hit me. Okay. Story number one. An upside down hotel shower is the travel nightmare you did not know you had to worry about. According to Travel and Leisure, a traveler checked into his hotel and retreated to his room for a warm shower. Here, he found a normal-looking but completely dysfunctional showerhead that sprayed water up instead of down. Unable to adjust the showerhead and unwilling to skip the shower, he just waited for the water to hit the ceiling and come back down onto his body. Hmm, that's an interesting story. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, upside down shower, story number one. What else you got? I got another story. Uh, story number two. A man from Seward, Nebraska has been cited saying that he swears a pig, threw, uh, a pig flew through his living room window. He and... Let me start over. Man from Seward, Nebraska, has been cited saying that he swears a pig flew through his living room window, destroying his new Roku, t Ro Roku TV. Rogaine? What? Roku TV. I'm really not able to speak today. Oh, go Sorry. on. Uh, so, 
A pig I'm not done. I'm not done. The, the story's not over. Damaging his rope. He claims it, quote, came out of nowhere and scared the out of me. End quote. Well, it's Kansas, so... It's Nebraska. Is there a difference? Just kidding to our listeners oh, in both Kansas and Nebraska. this is controversial. So... Oh, see, Kansas, I would absolutely believe a flying pig is a pretty strong possibility. Seward's a pretty small town in Nebraska. Nebraska. I believe I would like to register my answer. Oh, yeah? I believe the true story is Upside Down Shower, brought to you by our friends at Marriott. I'm really doing horribly for the past couple of weeks that story is correct oh. uh, i mean you are correct the story is true uh wow. the pig was completely fabricated and that's a fun one you know i could have believed either one all right well why don't you try to trick me all right logan are you ready i am story number one um the huff post reports so you'll have to take their word for this okay not yours. They have discovered a street vendor in Ecuador selling some pretty radical flavored ice cream. Okay. And the flavor that has made the news this week? Guinea pig flavored ice cream. That's disgusting. While it may sound completely unbelievable, guinea pig has long been a favorite um, delicacy in Ecuador, as well as a lot of South America. And I've heard it's a delicacy. Yeah. I haven't tried it, nor will I, but that's just <laughs> what I've heard. She also features um, uh, Maria, the Maria? Um, entrepreneur, also features um, ice cream made out of worms. Both testicles, Nope. Wrong continent. Um, some pretty radical flavors, but yeah, this uh, guinea pig flavored ice cream is gaining a lot of traction. Will I be able to find it in my local green grocers? Very unlikely. Okay. Story number one. So guinea... don't hold your breath, folks. Guinea pig ice cream. Okay. Story number two. In Washington State last week, dairy farmer Robert Sternhauser III was arrested for passing off oat milk as cow's milk at a small local grocery chain. You've heard of this new oat milk that's getting very popular? Yeah, I feel like it might not even be new anymore. I feel like it might no. kind of be a thing of the past, but I bet it's still a thing. In any event, <coughs> I haven't tried it. <laughs> he was arrested and then arraigned the following day and pled no contest. In a statement to NBC affiliate Spokane NBC 16, his attorney claimed the unseasonably low temps and early snow this fall has caused the cow's daily milk production to dip even well below the levels seen during 2008's infamous dairy shortage in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So, story number one, guinea pig ice cream. Story number two, dairy farmer passes off oat milk as cow's milk because of a shortage in cow's milk in the area. Okay. I am not even going to use logical reasoning. Straight out of the gates, what I think is fake is the oat milk story. And you are correct. Yes. 
one for one on this podcast. If anyone is traveling to Ecuador, go find yourself some guinea pig ice cream. By the way, it's naturally flavored. No guinea pigs were harmed in the making of this ice cream? Guinea pigs were and are harmed in the making of this ice cream. Wait, actually? Yes. So it's like meaty ice cream? Yeah, they say it tastes a little bit like chicken. Uh, chicken ice cream is not exactly my thing. Anyway. check out the HuffPost story where there's essentially a recipe. Disgusting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, any last uh, closing final statements before we wrap this thing up? Nothing besides get those skis out, waxed and sharpened, and get ready for another season almost upon us. All right. Uh, do you have any signature closing words for this week? Not I. How about you? Uh, hang in there for five seconds, and I will have something really, really fun for us. I've got Ready? no place to be. Here is what we're going to end with. We're going to end with this.